Nothing ever happens in Nieppe. And in the Rue du Sac, where we live, even less happens than anywhere else. The garden behind the house is entirely given over to my father's vegetables. Indoors, any game noisier than tiddlywinks is strictly forbidden. Clibert spends hours playing jacks by himself, bouncing a red India rubber ball. Rosemary practices the piano, and I lose count of how many times Elizabeth makes me recite two little dicky birds with a couple of postage stamps stuck to my index fingers. Her eyes widen with wonder just the same every time I make them reappear. From 1931 to 1936, I attend the Catholic boys' school in Nieppe. The École Saint-Louis takes boys from the ages of six to fourteen and is run by Monsieur Rugbuche, a fierce disciplinarian with a face like a thundercloud and a kick like a dray horse who prepares us for the Certificat d'études. Where we sit in the dark classroom is determined by how well we have done in our tests. Top scorers sit in the front row with the lazy dunderheads at the back. I cannot say whether Monsieur Rucbuche's strictness encourages me to wildness, rather as the molecules of a gas become livelier when compressed, or whether it is thanks to his ferocity that I have not yet gone off the rails entirely. All I know is that I am in trouble most of the time. I am a winter sinner more than a summer one. In winter, it is already dark by the time Rucbuche lets us out of school. And, thus cloaked, a few of us like to play tricks on the sniffier, snootier residents of the church square. At first, we just knock loudly on their front doors and scarper. Then I introduce a new element. We make neat packages of horse dung and deliver them through the letterboxes. On the way back up the Rue du Sac, I do my best to wipe my hands clean in the dewy grass before patting them dry on the seat of my shorts. But when I get home one Friday night, the house is full of smoke and Auntie Val is hard at work in the kitchen. Friday nights are what my father calls our special treat night, when we have egg and chips. So it's bombardier fritz all round and a glass of watered beer on the side for him. He is in cheerful spirits right now, telling my mother and Mimère about a new estaminet that has opened in the town where nothing ever happens. It seems that the old Café du Commerce, a grey and cheerless place, has been sold. It has now been renamed Au Petit Galopin, the little rascal's place, and is run by two young ladies who, according to my father's awed description, are unusually glamorous for Nieppe. They even wear makeup on their faces and everything. He sends a big wink in my direction. You'd think they were fine ladies of Paris. Or oh, dancers huffs my mother, crossing herself. Oh, actresses, adds Mimère with a grimace, which is worse. Well, naturally, you won't catch me going into a place like that, declares my father. The sort of fellows who go in there are only after one thing, and someone ought to teach them a lesson. What are they after, Dad? I ask. Never you mind, Lou, says Mimère, shooting him a look. But they're up to no good. Licorice, says my father. He folds his arms and smiles at Mimère. What they're after, Lou, is licorice. I am intrigued by this information. I want to see for myself what these ladies look like who wear makeup on their faces. And naturally, I very much want to know what sort of bad men frequent au petit galopin and why they are so fond of licorice.
Just up the road from her house is another bar called Au Repos des Cyclistes, an estaminet where textile workers who have crossed the border from Belgium like to pause for a pernot or gin. Spirits are banned in the pubs on the other side, so a French one for the road makes a popular chaser on the journey home. This place becomes a target for me and my friends. It is just so tempting to see all those bicycles lined up in the rack outside the bar while their owners knock back the spirits inside. We let the tyres down. We loosen all the saddles. And then, one moonlit night, inspiration strikes. Nipping across to the Robot des Cyclistes with my pal, Roussel, I haul out one of the parked bicycles from the rack, grip the front wheel between my knees, and give the handlebars a sharp twist. There! That should do it, I whisper. We do the same thing to all the other bikes in the rack. The result of this small improvement exceeds our expectations. Behind the hedge, the two...